Welcome to another edition of the Ivy MBA Admission Series Podcast. Today's conversation focuses on the partnership between our Ivy MBA students and our career management team. Tune in to learn more about how the Career Management Career Advising Team supports our Ivy MBA students and understand the recruiting timeline here at Ivy. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Ivy Admission Series podcast. My name is Lindsay Littman. I'm one of the associate directors of our full-time MBA recruiting and admissions team here at Ivy. Today, I'm lucky to be joined by some of two of my favorite colleagues, I would say, at Ivy uh, from the career management team. I was fortunate enough to be part of this team a few years ago. Really enjoyed my time there before I joined the MBA team. Lucky to be back today with Robin McDougall and Patty Guzzo. We decided to put this podcast together because we want to share more about the unique career management partnership that our Ivy MBA students have and share a little bit more information around the recruiting timelines that occur throughout the one year. So before we dive deep into these hot topics, um, I'm going to have Robin and Patty each introduce themselves and maybe share where you were before joining Ivy and how long you've been part of the career management team. So Patty, I'm going to throw it over to you first. Okay, great. Thanks, Lindsay. Um, yeah, so like Lindsay mentioned, I'm, I'm Patty Guzzo. I'm a career coach here with, uh, within career management. I've been with Ivy now, I'd say about five years. I think I'll be moving into my sixth year come, come, come the spring. Um, and over the past five years, I've partnered with several students with interests across all industries. Um, Prior to joining Ivy, I spent my time in, in a corporate space within telecommunications and technology, leading several centers and people through change management, processes optimization, and fiscal due diligence. Beyond my professional experience, uh, many of you will come to know if, <laughs> after joining Ivy that I thoroughly enjoy watching my my children compete in sports and taking uh, long hikes with my husband and my golden doodle, Zoe. Awesome. Lovely. Thank you. Uh, and Robin, you mind just uh, doing a quick intro of yourself? Absolutely. Thanks so much, Lindsay. Really excited to be here for this podcast. Uh, my name is Robin McDougall. I am a career coach like Patty, I guess technically, what are we, Patty? Manager of MBA career advising <laughs> is what we both are, but we are known as coaches. The students um, uh, refer to us as their coach because a ton of what we do with them is work with them in that co coaching capacity. And we both really love, I know I can speak for Patty by saying we really love working with, with the students. I have been at Ivy uh, one year shy of, of Patty, so we'll be entering into my fifth year this spring as well. Um, and for my background, I've been in talent development prior to Ivy. So I worked at London Health Sciences Centre, the hospital in London, as a talent development consultant. So some of the same types of things really there, but with a different uh, group. Uh, so doing some coaching of first-time frontline leaders in that role, uh, doing some facilitation of workshops uh, when I was there, and some consulting in the talent space. 
And then prior to that, I worked for a company that specializes in psychological assessment. So uh, if you ever hear my involvement on any surveys or assessments, debriefing, that sort of stuff, it's really a space where I spent a lot of time, 10 years almost, uh, doing that kind of work, helping people understand their assessment results, uh, and in some cases, organizations build those results into their strategies. Uh, and like Patty, I have a couple of kids as well who really enjoy sports, two boys who love baseball and love hockey. And like Patty, my goodness, now I have a dog, <laughs> just new, a new puppy named Lenny that we just welcomed to the family this past December. Oh, awesome. Uh, Patty, you rubbed off on her with the, with the dog <laughs> effect. So that's great to see you. I've been working really hard on that for a while. Those, those yeah. two little boys need needed a puppy. Absolutely. Well, whenever you meet Patty's uh, pooch, it's pretty easy to see the effect of it and why you want to get one yourself. So I totally understand that decision there, Robin. Uh, it's nice to connect with you both today. You know, it was, it was great when we worked together in the same team, but it is nice that though I've, I've uh, jumped the ship slightly to a different team, still part of Ivy, we still do work together, not just on podcasts, but uh, we also collaborate on admissions. And you know, for, for today's conversation, we, we do want to break it down into sort of buckets of pre-IV partnership with career management, you know, the first few months of the program, uh, you know, later on the program of a different recruiting season, then kind of do a final wrap-up of takeaways. But, you know, with the pre-IV before the first day of the program, it's really unique that we actually have Patty and Robin uh, and other members of the career coaching team part of the admissions process. So they actually are hosting the admissions interview and subsequently part of the admissions committee. I, I want to highlight this because this is quite unique. Most other MBA programs will have an alumni or even the same member of the admissions team you've been partnering with host your admissions interview. And, you know, we decided to have the career management team have one member of their team host that admissions interview to help have that say on um, six potential success within the program. So, uh, Robin, would you mind sharing with us why you feel from your perspective, being on the career team, why it's important to have a member from the career side host the admissions interview? Yeah, absolutely. It's certainly something that we feel differentiates us. And, and there's a few reasons for that. I mean, first and foremost, it helps us build that relationship just from, you know, such an early point. Uh, we really want to get to know the students that we'll eventually be working with. Uh, we do work so closely with these students that we really understand sort of the nuances of the program and the fit. And, and we, you know, want to help uh, each prospect feel comfortable and candidate feel comfortable uh, and get to know us a little bit in advance. Um, but I think another huge part of this is that it is a big decision to join and to, to, to make this leap in your and your life, you know, to, to go back to school and do this sort of uh, a transition in your life. And we know there are a lot of questions to help from students or from or candidates at that time. And so we wanna to help to them to ensure the fit is right from the start for them and for us, of course. So uh, we, we're happy to answer questions. I think that's a big part of what happens in the admissions interviews. You know, we answer a lot of questions and there even sometimes, right, Patty, we, some coaching comes out, I think, you know, when they're asking us some questions. So it's really a, a, a nice touch point. Um, and I, I'd say another piece too, is it's our specialty, right, Patty? We, we uh, you know, we, we know a lot about uh, behavior and communications and we can assess these things as well. So I think that's a, an obvious fit as from that perspective too. 
Yeah, fit is a big key word there, Robin. I would say you're going to hear a lot about fit, um, you know, from the career team and also from the admissions side. I mean, our admissions side is holistic. We do assess all these different weighted merit components, but the admissions interview really is that live assessment of fit. Everything else is based on the written word with the reference to say of the individual. But, you know, with the one-year program, we really want to make sure that, you know, the career team feels like, yeah, you know what, where this individual has been with their career, uh, the transferable skills they've had, um, their demonstrated ability of leadership and impact and their ability to take some you know, calculated risks that we feel with the work in the program that's given to them, that they'll do the work, they'll take the feedback and they'll likely show well and potentially be successful with their career goals. So the fit is in incredibly important. And it's where I think you're right, Robin, it's a key differentiator. And I think it's also a key testament to why continuously we're so strong with employment statistics and, and our students being quite satisfied with their careers upon graduation is from the very beginning, we're setting you up with success. You know, an offer extended, we're saying from all these key stakeholders, we think you've got that that potential. Another key word you'll you'll hear from us a lot is uh, is potential because there is work involved. It's not like, hey, it's gonna be spoon fed to you. So from all, from this point, then you you know you see you have your admissions interview with the career management team. Let's fast forward to great. You've been extended an offer. Congratulations. You've decided to join us. So the the area leading up to the first day, it's quite limited with the interaction with career management. I mean, um, you know, Robin, your team really is focused on the current class. Our recruiting cycles have overlap. So though while you're hosting in, admissions interviews for the next class, you're also working with the current class, which most of your time is spent on. Can you share though, what is some of the preliminary work that you do start with with the class? So basically starting of January, the class beginning in March. What, is, what does some of that work look like that preliminary resources that your team does extend to the incoming class. Yeah, and, and we've actually started releasing sort of some of that, those communications and resources even earlier than we have in the past because we know that students uh, may want to uh, capitalize on that time that they have, that space, if you will, before uh, joining the program. And so we've released some uh, we, we do provide some resources earlier on and the you know then even then January timeframe to get to, to open that up that option up to uh, incoming students to do uh, some of those work exploratory self-reflective work on some of the resources we have but uh, uh, you know officially and I mean that's pretty optional but officially things start with the pre-work pre-IV uh, assignments that we we do uh, um, release in January and these are tremendously important both from a practical and personal perspective in, in my view so from a personal perspective it gives the students an opportunity to really dig in um, on that personal um, reflections on how far they've come in their career so far and what are some of those transferable skills that they really want to showcase and the impact they've had in their career so far and and so we find that it's important that that they have that again that space before they're in the program and immersed in in all the other priorities to really um, excavate if you will a, a lot of that good stuff that they've done um, and the reason is they're going to be doing some assignments and so uh, their resume and linkedin assignments are really where they will funnel all of that excavation into those those formal documents and i also mentioned like a practical component of it's we find that strategic use of time to get some of these things out and 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 um, 
started at least before the program when students aren't juggling a lot of other priorities and also from from our perspective so that when they're in the program we can really capitalize on our time together in the classroom and in coaching and and we don't have to spend as much time like we, we work on the we continue to work on the resume in linkedin absolutely but we we get that stuff sort of done before uh and so we can really capitalize on our coaching time um, so beyond the assignments that I mentioned around resume and LinkedIn, there is an assessment piece. So exploration, uh, understanding self, and uh, starting to populate a workbook uh, that will really help them set goals and start to identify what that strategy is, that career strategy. Yeah, that's great. Some, some great points there, Robin, in particular, the emphasis around you know, the, the, the preliminary work helps you then focus the time of the one-on-one, -on -one, the coaching appointments, the classroom cl um, that are gonna come through with some of those key areas you're gonna cover, like the narrative, executive presence, um, and, and to have the resume work taken care of in advance. I mean, I think it's, again, to, to emphasize the differentiator with our career management team versus other programs is you're much more beyond the resume, right? And the cover letter, this is much more beyond that. And that's really why maximizing your time with with your team is again once you're in the program let's 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 get that stuff out of the way it's important you need it but let's that you can do more in your own with some uh, maybe online virtual follow-up versus the in-person stuff is really where that magic happens which is a nice segue into you know the the first three to four months of the program which so now you've gotten that preliminary work done you've joined the program you're here in london you're excited you're also anxious uh, there's lots on your plate it's a full plate we often say that whole, um, you know, drinking from a fire hose is the first sort of four months of the program, March to June is sort of the, that time frame. Um, there's, there's, you know, you're busy Monday to Friday in class, you're going to be meeting your peers, you're going to be learning how to adapt to case studies, everything's going all at once. So I, I know part of one of the questions I'm asked a lot, Patty, and I'm sure you hear this as well, is how soon can I see my career coach? Um, you know, how soon do I start en engaging with the career management team? So to, to kick it off, can you just highlight I know because you're in a classroom with them. Part of the career team actually teaches courses, part of core curriculum. So do you mind maybe highlighting what those courses are and why they are important? Sure, sure. And yes, like you said, um, that is quite a common question in terms of how quickly can, can we meet and how quickly can we have these coaching. But much to what you said earlier is there is that overlap. So as the students be, come in and begin, we're also working with the students that are just about to leave. So typically um, for the past, I'll say five, six years, um, students begin working with us, I'll say anywhere between as early as mid to late March in a one-on-one -on -one capacity. However, that said, as, as you mentioned, the one thing that is another differentiator at, at Ivy is that we are directly in the classroom and we have four essential uh, career management courses. Um, and yes, you will feel like you are drinking from a fire hose, both from the program and CM's perspective, but this is done in, an, in, 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 this is done deliberately and it is done to sort of jumpstart or give you that edge, if you will, on your prep for networking and recruiting. The hope is, is to build that or instill that confidence in students on how they present and talk about themselves in a way that is, that is both compelling and professional and engaging, but more importantly, relevant to the market. So as we mentioned, unlike other programs, uh, CM is directly um, in the classroom for four central classes where we will discuss 
at a at a high level key concepts as they relate to everyone's career journey and recruiting um, we will review what they are their significance to your career and our corporate partners and enable opportunities for students to practice together and then of course individually in our one one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions as i mentioned that will begin late mid to late march following these classes there remains a combination of assignments and initiatives plus additional clinics and workshops all designed to set you up for success while you're here at ivy and more importantly beyond our curriculum although it is focused on the present and truly constructed with a long it, it is truly constructed sorry with a long-term perspective and as such many of the skills and approaches that you will learn and acquire through the work with cm will be lifelong skills and something that you will take with you far beyond the walls of Ivy. So some of the courses in which we'll chat, we'll discuss, we'll discuss the concepts of networking we'll, and the significance of it. We'll discuss storytelling. We'll discuss interviewing. We'll discuss your introduction and how you best go about that. Um, just, just to name a few. And over and above the work that you will do with CM in the classroom and the one-on-one -on -one coaches, You'll have an opportunity to work and interact with many of our alumni and external vendors or subject matter experts, if you will. And they're all here to help enhance your knowledge, your understanding and key skill sets that are that may align with your career goals and will help you in your preparation for recruiting. Yeah, so hearing all this, Patty, it completely makes sense why I, I know your team has that advice of try not to build too much of your network before the first day, right? You know, people, again, they're keen. And listen, we appreciate you're keen and you're eager and you want to get out there and start working on your career. But there is a reason why all good things come in time. And there's a reason why, like this slogan we have, and again, you'll hear a lot of slogans if you join Ivy, is trust the process. So hearing that, the classroom work is around that narrative, the storytelling, you know, having a bit of an idea of your career strategy, connecting with your coaching team in the first few months. These are some of the reasons why we say, hold off on trying to go there and build your network right away, because you, you make a first impression once and you mm -hmm. want to do so in a way that's coming across as professional and polished and thoughtful. So it completely makes sense when you highlight some of the, both the courses, the teaching and those resources that, um, that are either helping with your behavioral interview skills, your technical interview skills that, you know, help you show well and make that good first impression. Now, Patty, on the note of the one-on-one -on -one coaching appointments as one of the, again, variety of resources your team offers, how frequent um, can a student see you for one-on-one -on -one appointment? Is it like once a week? Is it for the, only the first six months of the program? Can you share more about the frequency of that? For sure, for sure. So I would say by design, if you will, students can meet with their coaches every other week with that being said there is an opportunity to meet every week however you know both i and i believe robin would caution you in that step because of course if you're meeting with us and we know the, the we know the rigor of the program you are drinking from a fire hose we get it so if you're meeting with me today and there's an opportunity for you to meet again next week, it's important for you to pull back and say, have I had an opportunity to follow up on what I and Patty discussed? Have I had an opportunity to, to work through this? And if the answer is no, and it more, more often than not will be, and that's okay, then I would challenge you to say, okay, so why are we meeting? So that's why we do it in such a way that it's on one week and off the next. 
so that you have some opportunity to work through um, much of what we discussed in the coaching session and come in and, and you know, try it again and, and whatever, if it's your storytelling or whatnot, and, and then we can continue to hone so that you're in a space where, like I said, you, you're confident in, inter in, in professionally introducing yourself. Um, but there is, so by design, it's every other week, but there is a caveat that if, if possible, you could potentially see a coach once a week. Yeah, and the important emphasis there is right is the is the intention of the meeting being prepared for you don't want to waste anyone's time, right? And and there could be certain points of the year, maybe in the fall time frame when offers are coming in and they're not quite sure. And so maybe it's checking in with you again about I've got two competing offers, you know, Patty. What do I how do I handle this? So the last week they saw you and they had their final prep for for their interview and they got the offer and now they have two offers. And so the conversation could that could be an example of a conversation as well. But the appointment booking with you it doesn't have to always be about um, development and feedback, but it could be when those opportunities arise. And so it's fluid. You're right. You want to make sure you're getting the, you're, everyone's getting the most out of that meeting. You're prepared for it. I liked what you said earlier, Patty, and the, the intention of the program being heavy in the beginning. It is, and from a curriculum perspective, every side of it, it's, it's intentional. Same with on the career side of it, because it's a bit of a buildup, I would say, and correct if I'm wrong, to the inaugural uh sort of debutante ball as i remember it used to be called and when i was on the team of uh, the event that happens usually early june and it's a series it's three days event usually with a series of opportunities to engage with a variety of corporate partners uh, and alumni through uh, maybe panels uh, networking events information sessions and you know really your team is looking at getting those students most prepared to kind of meet the market for the first time, sort of revealing them to the wild. And uh, and you do your best to try to hold off core partners until that time, because you do want the students to be ready and feel comfortable and confident. Um, so can you can you shed more light on this big event, what it's about, the intentions behind it? For sure. So it is just as you said, we we often refer to it as either your deb the debutante ball or your introduction to market. It is It does take place over the course of three days. And students have an opportunity to interact with alumni and corporate partners. And um, it's designed to build, it's designed to build connections. It's it is it is officially a networking session. So students are able to practice their personal introductions and their networking skills in an effort to build those connections within the industries that that align to their career goals. Um, the hope is for all students is, is to foster these connections over the course of the program into strong professional relationships to help enhance, you know, further career opportunities um, and mobility for that matter. Um, it, oftentimes, it, it's, like, it's not uncommon for students to come out of the, the, the event and perhaps have, I will say, an aha moment or an awakening and, and recognize that I, I don't think I, I want to be in capital markets or I don't think I want to be a consultant, dare they say. Um, and that does happen. There are those who opt out of consulting, right? There are those who decide. <laughs> there are those that, that will say, that will come out of consulting. And what's important to know is that's okay. You can come out of, of the inaugural event and while you may have strong clarity as to where you're headed, if you don't have that, 
you may not know. You may not have put it, got it down to a fine art as to exactly where you want to be. But more importantly, you know where you don't want to be. And that is as relevant, if not more relevant, than knowing, having crystal clarity. So um, it's okay to come out of, come out of the, the inaugural event, to take that time. There's usually, it, it, the way in which it's designed, it's in early June. Um, there's a break week that comes in the first part of July. That is often a week where students are either attempting to continue to foster and build those connections, or they're also taking a moment to pause and reflect. And they're looking back at those goals and expectations that they set early days in, in the pre-Ivy and looking to say, you know, perhaps I need to refine these, perhaps I need to um, look at, at different areas or, or industries that are of interest, knowing now that I don't have an interest in, in, in a particular uh, area. And that is, that is completely okay. And that is, I think, what is most important for students to know is um, it's okay to close doors. And it's hard because for so often throughout our life, we're told to keep those doors open. We're told to, um, you know, you never know what, 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 could, what could happen. But given Ivy's program, it's, it's important to close doors, know that you don't want to go there so that you can spend your time, efforts, and energy in an area of which is completely of interest to you. And as I'm hearing you talk, Patty, I'm reminded of, you know, that sort of herd mentality and how important it is to stay your own path. So you'll hear people self-discovering, gaining clarity, knowing I always wanted consulting and now I know I definitely do. And they feel so focused and, and clear. And you might not feel like that. And that's a really great way to use us as coaches, you know, as, as a partner in your journey, uh, a thought partner and to come back an accountability partner on some of the goals that you ha had originally um, stated with us and clarified with us. So come back after career, after, um, you know, some of these really important events and we'll help you get, you know, focused back on track um, if, if that's, you know, some of the support that you need from us. So true, Robin. And you often hear us say, you do you do not get caught up in the herd do not just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean you have to do it if you if you know where your interests lie then stay true to you and mm -hmm. and and that's okay and that that's a good thing um so yeah it's normal yeah. to get caught up but yeah that showing mm -hmm. your self-awareness and your reflection and coming back and having that, those chats those are some of the more um you know usually very successful students who can recognize mm -hmm. that and you know come back and, and chat it through and go through that process it's all very normal as patty was, was saying now these are really key things that I'm, I'm glad you're both bringing up and addressing because i would say as well some of the questions i receive on the admission side of it is around well i know a lot of people want consulting but is it okay if i don't want to go into consulting so there's that herd mentality into that to that saying of you do you uh yeah it's okay you know our program is not that we have success with careers obviously in consulting and financial services you know we're seeing a lot of growth and and uh change in the diversified portfolio open up new windows and opportunities and your mba is what you make of it and that also remains true for your from the career perspective so it's it's like you said it's natural to get caught up in the the popular opinion or the focus or the thought of it but you have to find the career that's best for yourself. So uh, I love that only in the first half of this podcast, you've already had 
you know, drink from the fire hose, you do you, trust the process. Uh, a lot of these slogans and sayings uh, certainly are true through um, through the IVMBA experience. So uh, you, you're already learning part of an IVMBA candidate by knowing these, these slogans that we have. So um, so I think this is a good and natural segue to take a quick pause. You know, we've really touched on the preparation for the recruiting season, right? Those The pre-first day, the couple months beforehand, uh, after, of course, the success of your admissions interview and overall application with our program, two things to do before the first day, starting in January. And then those first really four months, that March to June, the lead up, the career courses within the classroom themselves, the variety of resources available outside the classroom, and of course that, that debutante ball to help welcome you into the, the marketplace and help you have a clear vision of maybe where you see yourself. So we'll take a quick pause and we come back, we're gonna really dive into the hot topic of the campus recruiting timeline. Interested in hearing on how our students adapted to the Ivy MBA experience? Visit go.ivy.ca forward slash MBA podcasts to tune into our first 60 days podcast and to hear firsthand from our MBA students and their experiences within the program. Okay, welcome back. So we've, we've covered a lot already so far. We're going to see how many more Ivy slogans we can cover during the second half of this podcast as well. Um, you know, before we, we took a break, we talked a lot about the prep side and, and the importance of you know, you do you understanding what it is you want out of your MBA from that career perspective. And so, you know, the first three to four months, you're doing a lot of that work, getting yourself ready to, to connect with alumni, interact with recruiters, and then recruiting begins. Uh, so the first of the two sort of larger, I would say, categorized seasons is called campus recruiting, typically kicks off in July. Um, Robin, do you mind giving us a little bit more information on what this season looks like in terms of uh, you know, are there certain companies or even just, I guess, a larger side, the industries who tend to kick it off? And what would you typically describe? How would you typically describe campus recruiting? Yeah, absolutely. Happy to give a, a, an overview of this. So, uh, yeah, there are certainly some 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 players that tend to play, you know, year over year in this space, and we call them our corporate partners. Uh, and they tend to represent usually larger organizations in many cases that have, uh, I like to say, you know, the bandwidth and the resources that they can devote to campus recruiting and uh, a regular process whereby, you know, it's a fairly structured uh, selection and recruitment process of students, in many cases, MBA students across different schools and campuses, um, and they can fill those talent needs in advance. So, you know, they recruit in the fall, and in many cases, those students that they recruit, uh, those hires, they don't start for another year, um, but they know fairly uh, predictably how, how what talent they're going to need. They know they want MBA talent, and so they build an entire uh, process around this. So typically the players are, uh, many of you will probably be familiar with some of this stuff anyway, but like the consulting companies, the finance, the big banks, CPGs, some tech firms, but usually a, a profile tends to be that these companies are, are, are a little, you know, usually on the larger side that can, um, that can have, uh, you know, campus teams. Not always, we, we, you know, there's always some exceptions, but those, as a general rule, that's what you can expect. 
So say, Robin, since your time at Ivy, you've probably seen some changes to recruiting, to campus recruiting, um, whether it's the players or timing. Um, I, or again, another joke I know we used to always have on the team was if they could have you at birth, they would in terms of corporate <laughs> partners. They want to see you as soon as they can see you. But we try to hold them off a little bit, you know, because you want to, again, go through all your valuable resources and making sure they're putting forward that positive first impression. But can you speak to some of the changes you might have seen with, with campus recruiting? Maybe it's in terms of the different touch points or the strategies that companies are using to attract MBA talent. Yeah, yeah. And the good news story is that they're just so excited to meet. They Because they have such good uh, experiences with our MBAs, like they're excited to meet them. And that's, that's a positive thing. But for sure, sometimes we need to hold them off a little bit. And, and, and in, in doing that, though, I, you know, we have seen a trend that has seen recruiting move up a little bit, you know, uh, where some, in some firms, some processes may be starting in August. So you want to be ready in case that's your firm. And so our programming is very much designed to help you get ready. It might not be that early for you, but, you, you know, it, it's still, we, we have to uh, prep for that uh, possibility and we want you to you feel confident. Um, but, you know, these processes, it's much more than just, you know, your simple posting and interview process. Lindsay, to your point, there are a lot of different uh, touch points or different types of ways in which the firms can get to know uh, the talent or the, you know, the students. And so, um, again, they're usually led by teams. So they're pretty well-oiled machine. Um, and, and really at the heart of it, they're trying to get to know you. Uh, and there are various ways to do that. So, uh, you know, there are different uh, mixers or socials and even wine nights. They try to get creative with these these things, barbecues, uh, coffee chats, uh, where you can sign up and, and uh, meet with certain people. It can be a pretty formalized process or it could be a lot more fluid. Uh, even sometimes with some industries, you know, technical prep sessions to help you. Uh, you know, they want to support you and help you feel prepared. Um, and these can likely take place during uh, throughout the summer. So we've seen a lot of different uh, options. Even some of them are getting creative with technology too, gamification or virtual screening processes as well. We're seeing more and more of that as, as you might imagine. And many of us are seeing a lot more in that area. But uh, uh, essentially, again, at the, heart, at the heart of it, they're trying to, to really uh, get a get a foot in the door to get to know the talent. This kind of goes back to earlier when we were talking about that fit component. So from a corporate recruiting perspective, they're also really important about fit. It's not just about a GMAT score. It's about, are you going to fit into our culture? Are you going to fit as part of our team? And oftentimes it sounds like they need more than one touch point to, to get an assessment of that or get a better feel for you. So, but just to clarify, Robin, with, with campus recruiting, because of the word campus, it doesn't mean always these events occur at Ivy. Some might occur at their headquarters in Toronto or a different location, but obviously some of those information sessions organized by your team would be hosted at Ivy in London. Yeah, you do, we do see a range and of course of being, you know, at Ivy and sometimes, you know, they want you to get to know their culture and their, uh, you know, their workplace. So there, that might be a component and virtual. Of course, it's an efficient way for them to get to know you as well. Uh, so, you know, that's certainly something we've seen, uh, you know, an in increase of as, as well. Of course, as, as you might imagine, yeah. But the good news is for all of these touch points, we help you prepare, you know, to Patty's points earlier when she was going through our, our programming. Uh, you know, a lot of this is about building relationships. That's the core of all of this, no matter whether it's virtual or in person, on campus, in at their site. 
uh, you're still genuinely trying to get to know these people, build relationships, and you know, understand whether this is a fit for you too. It's a great point there, Robin, and you know, this, this sort of ties into the 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 note earlier about you know that kind of herd mentality. And there's a lot of noise with campus recruiting. Like there's a lot of activity, but as you both spoke to, not everyone falls into the category of campus recruiting. Depending on the companies you've identified, depending on the industries. They may be coming into the, the, the latter topic we'll discuss of just-in-time recruiting. So it can be challenging for a student time to be here all this noise of campus recruiting and not be part of it. Um, on the other side of it, it, you know, for those who don't find success during campus recruiting, but were actively involved, um, what's that look like? What's your coaching look like for those students? Is it, obviously I know the game isn't over for them, but what's your advice or how do you handle situations when students go through campus recruiting and it doesn't turn out to work out for them? Um, yeah, yeah, really glad you brought this up because, you know, there, there's uh, sometimes it feels like I think the students feel like it's there's an overemphasis or there's an there's a huge emphasis on, on campus recruiting and these processes. Uh, and I think part of it is just from a timing perspective, really, that we, we want, as I mentioned earlier, we want to make sure that every one of our students feels prepared. So we have to, you know, prepare the, the whole lot uh, at that time frame. Um, and you can pick and choose if, if this is if this is your time or if this is a process you want to get engaged in. For many, they 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 don't necessarily, or for some at least, they don't participate in campus recruiting. For others, it, they they might be dabbling a little bit, um, and there might be a couple of postings or a couple of opportunities they go for. Um, and for others, they are definitely targeting it, and they know it, and they're and they're focused on it, and they've built their strategy around it. So, but for all of those folks, we we are ready to coach for each and every one of you, and for your own individual path and. There is a point at, in and around or after sort of the dust has settled from campus recruiting where we uh, have, uh, you know, meetings with each and every one of the students to check in, see where they're at. Um, and, and, and it's important to make space for, for those that, that, you know, it didn't work out the way they planned, for, to make space for those feelings and to debrief and take away really important learnings that many have had through that process. And then pick pick it up onwards and upwards, as they say, and and get back uh, onto that career strategy, uh, refining it as needed, revisiting it, and talking about those parallel plans that we really have always been talking about. For like intro meeting, we'll talk about it. We ask about it in the admissions uh, interview as well because it's so important to have those options available. There are, you know, there are giant leaps you can make and then there are, there are other steps that you can take. Each one will, the hope is that will get you to where you want to be. So we certainly, um, you know, try to be very supportive, of course, through wherever each individual lies on, on, that, on that journey. Yeah, and and you're right. It's 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 you have to if it's, you throw the hat in the ring, it doesn't mean if it doesn't work out that you, you it's not going to work out for you at all. It's just you got to that testament of character of pick yourself back up. You know, have your bad day or so, but it's just that willingness to get back up and, and look at it again. And and sometimes, as you've all, I'm sure the both of you can speak to many examples where it's worked out for the better in the end. That comes through through the next season, oh, which yeah. is a perfect segue into our sort of final overarching large season. So there's a bit of a natural break over December, which works out really well. You know, it's a nice long holiday break. You you go, you said maybe you go home, maybe you travel, uh, you come back, I'm sure with some New Year's resolutions, a fresh mindset, uh, maybe a new revised career strategy, and you're ready to execute. So this is the next season that, correct me if I'm wrong, Patty, that 
The terminology is just in time. And uh, this is a season I know based with a lot of your work in the diversified portfolio, a lot of a lot of partners you work with um, across other industries as well, but a lot from your industry in particular, come and recruit uh, MBA talent at Ivy. So can you share what does this season look like? What does it include in terms of some of the touch points um, and maybe who are some of the industries that are typically involved in this season? For sure. And I'll lead with, I actually, this season is where the more interesting jobs come, to be quite, <laughs> to be quite honest. Um, yeah, I find the no campus, bias there. No yeah, bias, no, none, none whatsoever. Yeah, so okay. just in time recruiting, you'll hear us use that. You'll also hear us use the word re real time recruiting. We use those two terms interchangeably. Um, and it simply means it, it really simply means just that. So it's their organizations, both those that could post at Ivy and beyond, um, that have identified a current and real-time need for top talent, and they're actively recruiting. So that essentially is what the just-in-time and or real-time uh, acronym um, means. Now, what who you could who you could see during this time? Highly, you often see you could see a lot of tech companies. Um, for the likes of either sales, business development, product management, um, you could see you could see some of the consultancies return for perhaps different streams, or sometimes they've recognized they have a real time need for for a, a stream that they may have been here in the fall, but they the, someone perhaps has left and they need they need to fill that role. Um, you could see. Oh, you could you could see really unique in you know uh, strategy like roles um, for firms that are it's it's usually the firms that don't have the what's the word I'm looking for they don't they don't have the 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 pleasure or the uh, to say I can come in. August and September, I can hire you, Mr. or Mrs. MBA, but I have to wait until July or so to start. They don't have that that capability. So uh, you often see, like I said, the tech, the, you could see CPG come back for, for corporate development, for supply chain, for sales. You could see uh, unique roles like from DoorDash or Uber Eats or from Shopify. Um, uh, you could see the finance. The finance uh, roles will return for commercial banking or unique roles within um, the financial stream. So it really is a blend of all the portfolios, but it, it, they are really interesting roles. And I am somewhat biased there, but. Um, I know I've heard year over year that students will say like this role is so incredibly interesting. Um, and, and I really think that that really captures a lot of what the real time and the just in time market um, demonstrates. And what's important to know is it's not uncommon for the majority of the class to be recruiting in this time frame. Um, so like, don't be you know, like as, as Robin mentioned, you know, how, when you have that reflection in, in terms of the fall, if you, tr if you, if you threw your hat in the ring and you gave it a try and, and it didn't pan out, don't, don't look at it as, as some, some form of a, of a failure. In fact, look at it as a learning experience and to move yourself forward and, and um, take that, take, take those reflections and, and improve and better yourself. 
Um, I'm so glad you brought that up, Patty, because here's here's what I, I just remember uh, is there's so much noise for campus recruiting, and yet the percentage of those who secure their career upon graduation is is a fraction compared to those who land their careers the following six months, approximately, right? I mean, it's, but yet there's so much hoopla and noise around it that as a student, you think, oh, this has to be when I when I land. And it's like, no, mm -hmm. there's there's more to come, right? Again, mm -hmm. that, going back to trust the process, there's more to come. Um, and you're right, there's a lot of activity. And throughout all these activities, throughout really almost the full year of various touch points with recruiters and alumni, the other form of, of interactions is, is actually just on the page of the resume books. I know a lot of mm -hmm. corporate partners use the resume books that your team um, has for the, the MBA students where they may search themselves, do their own personal lines, reach out. Do you find mm -hmm. that the, the just-in-time season has a bit more emphasis on resume books, Patty, or do you find it's pretty consistent throughout the recruiting efforts? Yeah, no, I would say like it can take many forms for sure. Much of some some will take the same forms as they did in in, in campus recruiting, but more often than not, um, many of the corporate partners could do what they call a quiet search um, through the resume database. Um, and they can pull it themselves or they can ask a, a member of the corporate relations team to to pull based on their criteria. So they can take they can take that looking at the database. They can take they could have um, similar like coffee chat like sessions. You will see a few info sessions. So it really is a combination of of a bit of the fall in terms of what what you've seen in the fall or their approach in 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 combination with sort of that quiet search and that resume, and that that's quite common at this time. Okay. Uh, you know, we spent a lot of time on, on recruiting and obviously um, and that's a major reason why many come, come to do their MBA, but some are looking to stay with their current employer and they are looking for advancement within their current employer, but they recognize to do so and even with their future career progression, because again, another common saying is not your first career when you graduate, it's the continued progression, um, so long as your MBA will continue to pay it forward. But for those individuals who know they're going back to their current employer, Patty, can you share how the CM team, how your career management team is still a value add for these individuals? Um, because if they're not looking to go to recruiting events, they might listen to this and think, well, why do I need to do my MBA at Ivy if it's all about recruiting events and, and, and generally um, you know, changing my career? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it, it, when you think about returning to your previous employer, um, you may want to be thinking about returning in an elevated capacity or, or, or simply doing that within six months of your return or a year of your return. And so working with CM as to how to have that conversation and how to present themselves in a way that is compelling and relevant to that particular organization or industry is, is incredibly beneficial for those individuals. So it's important to be working with the career coaches, even for their own development, because as you said, Lindsay, that's today, that's tomorrow's career, but where are you going to be in five years from now? And these are life, three years from now, these are lifelong skills. And much of what we do, and I've heard it from alum, I've had alum come back who have either called to say, Pat, can you help me with this um, conversation around uh, 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 around salary as I'm in the midst of a promotion, or they've come back to say, I went, I, I just received a promotion, 
And as I was going through the entire process, I went down to my basement and I pulled out my MBA box and I grabbed the career management essentials book. So much of what we do is not centered on, on you know, that you absolutely have to recruit and transition to, to, a, to a completely different industry or firm. These are, like I said, these are lifelong skills. And um, in order to have those conversations, those necessary conversations around career advancement within an organization or uh, a, a compensation um, review, we can certainly be of help and assistance with that. Again, I love it. Another another slogan I'm going to share is that the MBA is a lifelong investment. And this pulls through from just not only the knowledge you'll learn in the classroom, but from your team as well, is that absolutely that you're looking to come back to improve upon yourself. And that includes your narrative, uh, storytelling, uh, your own areas, your soft skills there, as well as the network you'll build, because you never know who you meet one day and how they're going to impact your life in the future. So, uh, And there are those who come back. Uh, I know, Patty and Robin, you've experienced this both yourselves, where some students come into our program indicating a potential return to their employer. So there's no contract signed. They're considering it. Their employer obviously knows they're going for their MBA. Um, and, but this allows them to engage with your team through recruiting activities because they haven't signed a contract yet back. Um, and then at some point during the year, then they can, you know, if they decide to go back to their employer, that's when, again, they can use your resources if they want to help negotiate a contract or those conversations, or they might decide, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to leave my current employer, go to a new organization. And maybe that's also another conversation your team assists with is how do I then, um, you know, professionally leave my company in a way I'm not burning that bridge. Uh, so for those tuning in where this leave of absence might be a consideration for you, we've got the full information is on our website. It outlines the process and what we need from you. But just know whether you're for sure going back or considering going back doesn't mean you're not going to get a lot of valuable insights and learnings from the career team because they, again, it's lifelong learning through and through the IBMB experience. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and have Patty and Robin share their final thoughts and advice uh, from the career perspective for your IBMB experience. Want to learn more about the Leave of Absence program? Visit go.ivy.ca forward slash LOA for more details around this opportunity. Okay, welcome back. We have covered a lot of material today, and I, I think it's all incredibly helpful. I know both Patty and Robin, you were asked a lot of questions during the admissions interview about some of these topics we've discussed, and I know myself and my colleagues on the recruiting admissions team we also receive, you know, just some of the idea, like what does recruiting look like? When does it typically occur? How is career management different? So I think we've, you know, you, you're, you both of you have really shared some helpful information about what differentiates our program from other programs and just truly how um, unique and special the partnership is with the career team. It's always helpful, I find, at the end of these podcasts to sort of summarize or at least just highlight some key takeaways um, for those listening, especially if they are going to be joining our program. Maybe we can bucket it into two uh, sort of two larger categories of advice or final thoughts for leading up to the Ivy MBA. So again, the caveat being you've applied and you've received and accepted your offer. So some things to do, and maybe even if you have it, things not to do before the first day. And then of course, some, some advice on when you're in the program, what is it that you really hope that um, students think of or heed your advice on uh, for while they are in the program? So. Rob, I'm going to kick it off with you if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what I'm, uh, my advice is going to carry through, you know, the mindset to go into the program that I think will take 
you very far if you carry that through uh, when you're in the program. And that is treat this like it's your job. Um, I I would say you know there's sometimes something sometimes when you're joining a program like this there's a tendency to get back into student mode or something happens where you forget you know although the cal you know you managed your calendar you managed your priorities before you built strong relationships with clients like you did you've done all this and this is a continuation of that job you are now vaulting yourself into leadership by making this decision so you know. Uh, in, in, the, in the weeks and months leading up to joining a program like this, um, really take stock of the tools, the personal tools that you have, that you've built up to manage your boundaries, manage your priorities, you know, manage your calendar, manage your relationships, um, because you're going to definitely take those into the program and build on them. So if I could kind of leave you with one, I hope sort of memorable piece. It, it really is to look at this opportunity that you're about to take with your life and career as your as your job. Well captured, Robin, excellent advice. And then Patty, over to you. I think um, I, I echo what Robin, what Robin says, but one thing that I will say is, and often it can get lost because the, because the program is so incredibly rigorous, is remember why you've chosen to do an MBA. And, and don't lose sight of that because it, it's easy. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you, it's very easy to lose sight of that, but it's important that you don't. And, um, and, it, and stay, to, stay, stay true to yourself, your goals, your, your journey, your career. Awesome, well, I can't, I can't thank you both enough. You've really shared some helpful insights and and capture you know some key advice and, and mindsets that are really important to have you know leading up to the program and, and definitely through it. And I, I think as well, like you said, stay connected with your team. It's really important during the journey, and it is a journey. It is a uh, transformative experience. It's a rigorous program. It's an emotional roller coaster during the twelve months. That um, you know you are there, your team's there to help them through, but you only know what you know. And so if they don't come forward and connect with their team, what your struggles or what they need, you can only help so far. And uh, your team is there to give that helpful feedback, but push them, right? This is a this is a chance you're going to come back and improve upon yourself. So uh, I think, you know, people are going to come in with that open mindset and know, okay, I've got to do the work, but if I do it and I connect, it's likely going to work out for me. I'll start with that offer, right? It means we all feel you've got potential with us. We feel you fit for the Ivy program and, and fit is important even as an MBA buyer. You have to look at, as you look for in your MBA programs, look for consistency across the stakeholders, making sure it's what you want to get out of the MBA experience, the likelihood of success there. So as next steps, I recommend if you've not already, we have a series of other podcasts about application tips, um, enrolling admissions, even important ones specific for international candidates, um, as well as the international application as well. But overall, please do engage you with our admissions team. A next step, if you have not already, is submitting your resume for an assessment. That lets us see if we think you've got potential. Again, that keyword potential, we're going to say it a lot. If you've got potential to be a fit for the program, and then a member of our team will, will get in touch with you. But we hope you leave today with a better picture of the partnership with the career management team. It really is one of the key differentiators and unique factors of our IBMB experience. Thank you for tuning in, and we do hope to see your application come through soon. This has been a presentation by Ivy Business School. For more information on any of our programs or to just reach out, visit us at ivy.ca. All information contained within this presentation is copyright Ivy Business School.